This is Self-Awareness for Everyone. I'm your host, MJ Bleehart. I'll be your guide through conscious reality creation, tools for applied guidance for mindfulness, non-toxic positivity, and other applications of unselfish self-awareness. This week, who, besides you, can care for yourself? You are the only you that there is. Sometimes that can be really, really daunting. Like, I mean, for lots of people, who are you? Do you even know who you are? Do you know what you are, where you are, why you are, how you are? For a lot of people, the answer is no, not really. Or people think they know themselves, but they really don't. And a lot of that, I think, is because we live in a culture where getting to know yourself isn't emphasized. Paying attention to yourself, getting to know yourself, gets shunted off to the side for all sorts of other needs and concerns and beliefs. We are a consumer-driven society, and the more we focus on ourselves, the less likely we are to compete with others, to buy things, to spend money on things we don't actually need. So, this is why, when it comes to ourselves, we tend not to know ourselves very well. And caring for ourselves, that's a whole other animal. But let me begin, I mean really begin here, by asking you this question. Do you like yourself? Be honest. Lots of people are not very fond of themselves for all kinds of reasons. We see flaws, we see imperfections, we look at the things that are wrong with us, the things that are imperfect, the things that aren't right. You could spend all day on things that aren't quite right about you, I'm sure. I know I've done it for a very long time. But the reality is you are the one and only you that there is, and you are as perfect as you can be. Do you know what the odds of your existing are? They're ridiculous. I don't have the numbers for you, and I'm not going to get into that because that's a whole set of information and conversation that's beyond my scope. But the reality is you are amazing. You're a miracle. You are here, and that makes you perfectly imperfect. We are led to believe that we're lesser, that we're not good enough, that we're in constant competition with other people, and this makes it incredibly difficult to care for ourselves and to look at self-care and be mindful of who, what, where, how, and why we are and who we want to be. So, liking yourself, that can be challenging. Let's make it even more challenging and take this a step further. Do you love yourself? Now, we all know people who make it very, very clear that they love themselves, but I'm not talking about the conceit, arrogance, or narcissism of various people when it comes to loving yourself. I'm talking about the healthy self-love, looking at yourself and being like, yeah, I'm good. I'm here. I do what I do. One of my affirmations, especially over the last few months, has been, I give my best. I do my best. The thoughts and feelings of others are outside of my control. This affirmation, to me, makes a very clear statement that I am doing my best to be my best, and that's a part of loving myself and being respectful of the person that I am and embracing my imperfections. Because guess what? Nobody is perfect. The reason for this? Perfection is in the eye of the beholder. 
What to you is perfect to me is completely messed up and vice versa. What we look at as being perfect is utterly variable. So seeking and creating perfection is a little nuts because frankly, you're almost never going to get there. Another major issue when it comes to self-care is that a lot of us are going to put ourselves last. This is due to all kinds of messages about lack, scarcity, insufficiency, and selfishness. And if you don't do give, 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 and you take anything at all for yourself, you're being selfish. But that's simply not true. As Lao Tzu said, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Or, the alternate translation of that, the journey of a thousand miles begins beneath your feet. Your health, wellness, and well-being will fluctuate over your life, and lots and lots of factors are going to impact it. It'll depend on the people you're with, the environments you're in, the things that you're doing, how much stress you're under. All kinds of both tangible and intangible things are going to alter your health. When you are not mindful of this, when you are not paying attention to it, the next thing you know, something can throw you off that's going to make you sick. It's going to make you ill. This could be physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, or even all of the above. We are these amazing multifaceted creatures and all of us, I mean all, All of us have four unique elements to our health, wellness, and well-being. Everybody has a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual element to their person, to their whole holistic self. When we don't care for ourselves, and I mean just taking care of ourselves, getting enough rest, eating healthy, moving, stretching, doing things that are good for us, when we don't care for ourselves, we break down. What's more, if you cede your power to anybody else, you are disempowering yourself, instantly disempowering yourself. And the irony to this is that nobody but you is in your head, heart, and soul. What that means is that you and you alone know your thoughts, feelings, and intentions. And that is what you have all the control over. Your control of your life experience is wholly internal. Yes, there are external elements that you can impact. You can change the shape of your body. You can alter your hair color and length. You can do all sorts of other things with what you wear, where you live, what you drive, etc. But all of that isn't truly yours to control, and it's not who you are. That's not what comes down to when it's all about self-care. We put a lot of focus on the physical. The thing is, we are not just physical bodies. And this is why I ask, what does it mean to care for yourself? Almost everything that we encounter in our culture, all of the advertising, all of the news, talks about the physical self. It looks at Our diet, our exercise, body modification, things that we should buy, services that we should have, all connected to the physical because by making the physical the best that it can be, everything else will follow. Ironically enough, the opposite is true. All of this begins within. We are comprised of four separate elements when it comes to our holistic health, wellness, and well-being. Those are, again, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. When 
we ignore three out of four of these or we shunt them off to the side and we completely put our focus on the physical, we're going to suffer. It's the nature of the beast. It's almost impossible not to. We are currently in the middle of what a lot of people don't acknowledge to be quite the mental health crisis. And by mental health, I am lumping together mental, emotional, and spiritual health because as intangibles, they're easier to put together as one and they're very, very interconnected. We tend to ignore it because for whatever reason, our focus doesn't want to look at the mental elements of our lives. We don't care enough about the intangibles to really address them. And here we are following this pandemic, which changed the world in ways we've barely been willing to acknowledge. And we've got this mental health crisis that the uncertainty it caused was never adjusted or addressed. We didn't take a look at the outcome of the craziness surrounding the pandemic. In our modern society, we had mass media that allowed us to see the effects of this pandemic worldwide. The last time there was a major pandemic, we barely were able to see what was going on down the street, let alone on the other side of the planet. Technology changed. We, as a society, as a race, and I'm talking all human beings, looked at the world from a new lens and we were unprepared for what it showed us. And here we are looking at this new world on the other side. And yes, I know, COVID's not gone, but to be blunt, it's never going to be. It's the new flu. But looking at it from this other side, things that we could have done to better ourselves, people that could have been better leaders failed us and failed ourselves. And we didn't adjust and address the mental health impact that this had on us all. And I mean everyone, whether you got COVID or not. I know very few people who don't know somebody who died from COVID or complications from COVID. I don't know anyone who wasn't impacted by the pandemic. And yet, we treat mental health as taboo. We treat it like it's not important. I mean, there are whole generations and marginalized communities that have an even greater issue when it comes to therapy and mental health that don't go in for it, even though we all need it. This is what I'm talking about when I talk about caring for yourself. Most of our mental health is rooted in our subconscious. And that means that our beliefs, values, and habits are the base of all of who, what, where, how, and why we are. And that subconscious, that elemental who of our being is something that we often don't give enough attention to. And there's nobody else who's in here, in our heads, who can play with this. You're the whole package. And self-care is going to address all of you. It's not just about the physical. It's also about the mental, emotional, and spiritual. All of them are equally important. And the best way to access this and to begin true, genuine self-care is mindfulness. I'm not talking about the buzzword. I'm talking about practical mindfulness. And this is active, conscious awareness. And to become actively conscious aware, to be mindful... All you have to do is ask these questions. What am I thinking? What am I feeling? How am I feeling? Why am I doing or not doing this, that, or the other thing? What are my intentions? Each and every one of these questions can only be answered in the now, at this moment. 
in the present. The now, the present, is the only time that is really, truly real. All other notions of time, the past, the future, they're not real. The past, yes, it happened, and we can look back at it, but it's not clear like we often think it is. I used to be a firm believer in the idea that hindsight was 2020. I don't buy that at all anymore because it's not. It's biased. It's prejudiced. It's colored by environment, experience, education, situation, all sorts of things alter what the past was. And then we wind up with these people deeply nostalgic for a past that never was, except in their imagination, fighting not just the status quo, but any progress that could better all of us, including them. So many people don't look out for their own best interests, and they keep voting for these nimrods who don't care about them. They only care about their own power, and they buy into this idea that there's an us versus a them that doesn't actually exist. But I digress, and believe me, if I keep going on this track, we're going to have a completely different show here to talk about. When it comes to caring for ourselves, we are the only ones who can do so. And caring with ourselves begins with us. And it's all about the intangibles first. It's becoming in touch with your mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Here's the most complicated part of all this for a lot of people. Why should you care for yourself? Because you are the only you that is or ever will be. You are utterly unique. That doesn't mean that you are separate from everybody else on the planet, because we're not. We are all interconnected. All of us at our core are energy. All energy in the entire cosmos is interconnected, from the smallest subatomic particle to the largest star in the galaxy, or in the universe, frankly. It's all interconnected. It's all energy, and it's all the same energy. It just changes shape and form and transmutes itself along the way. I believe that I've come up with the meaning of life. And I think that in all of the great searches for this concept, people have come up with these crazy notions about what it's supposed to be and these deeper meanings. But I'm convinced it's ridiculously simple. And the meaning of life is this, to live. Now, does that seem way too simple? Well, think about it. How many people out there don't genuinely, truly live? They just exist. They go through the motions. They aren't in touch with themselves. They aren't experiencing anything that can help them grow, that can help them really be more than just as an entity with no real life, without really experiencing all that the universe has to offer. Because believe me, when you actually look at what's out there for you, it's incredible this world we live in. And there are so many things to learn. There is so much possibility and potential for us to achieve. And I don't know about you, but I think that that's amazing. And I mean, this is something to take into consideration when it comes to caring for yourself. Because if you don't care for yourself, you can't experience all these amazing, wonderful things and live to your greatest potential. Finally, if you're listening to this, you probably live a largely comfortable life. Let's be honest, if you've got the technology that's allowing you to listen to this podcast, then you're probably doing okay. There might be things that you care to change, and that's totally fine. 
But when you care for yourself, you empower yourself to make choices and decisions and to optimize who you are and all that you do better. So if it's not exactly what you'd like it to be, if you are not where you desire to be, who, what, where, how, why you desire to be, you have the power to change it. And that is why caring for yourself and taking care of yourself is so important. Let's get into this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool. I'd like you to do one thing for at least five minutes for you and only you. Read, meditate, take a walk, eat a treat, take a nap, turn off your phone, go get a massage, watch something that makes you laugh, blast your radio and sing along to it, go take a drive, or just do something that brings you joy, that feels good, and is for you. Not something that you're doing for somebody else, not something you're doing to meet expectation, but something that is for you. Immediately after this activity is done, write down or type what you did, why you chose to do it, and most of all, how it made you feel. Do this at least once a day, every day, for a week. See how this impacts your overall health, wellness, and well-being. Doing something like this just for you is you caring for yourself. And if you don't care for you, well, who will? Thanks for joining me this week. I hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and working with other tools for optimizing your life experience. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at mjbleehart.com. You can follow me on social media via Instagram at mjbleehart, on TikTok at mjbleehart72, and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show. Thank you to Feem Honey. She's the creator of my original cover art. Take a moment and go visit her Etsy shop, Talia's Inspirations. Please pay a visit to my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn, at titaniumdawn.com, as well as at mjbleehart.medium.com. And check out my ever-growing number of published sci-fi and fantasy novels on Amazon and other online retailers. I hope you're discovering how self-awareness works hand-in-hand with mindfulness and can be applied to improve your life experience as well as that of the people around you. Be kind, compassionate, and your own self-aware creator, whatever form that takes. And please be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be. Namaste. Namaste.